1: They could break here Chelsea, this could be the moment, Frank Lampard for Chelsea, it's Carvalho to his right, Lampard for the title, Lampard, it's 2-0, it's Chelsea's Championship, and 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard, comes out to Essien!
2: Oh my goodness. It's a counter-attack, it's drop-back. And
1: now, get the middle stretch it, a go mix it on go many of the chair. Drop it. Stretch it. Mix it on many do. Stretch, stretch it. Stretch it. Strict it. it. And drop oh. drop in the centre! McCoy just came to the bottom end with the that. going the Hello and welcome to another episode of Chessy Hour, I am your host Shemi and I'm joined by Alexis, how you doing bro?
0: Not too bad brother, how are you?
1: I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, can't complain at all, Um, and I'm also joined by Joe, how you doing bro? I'm good man, hope you're blessed. Yeah, yeah. Can't complain, man. Weather's decent. Well, now it is anyway, but the rain earlier was peak. But yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. But um, before we get going, um, let's do some housekeeping. So obviously, uh, as you may know, unless you've been living under a rock, um, there's a Touch Life records live show um, on the 4th of September where Arsenal will be playing Man United and Chelsea will be playing West Ham. Um, I I believe tickets are sold out now. Um, So if you didn't get any... um, I would be on the lookout. Maybe there might be some on the door. I'm not sure. Um, I think Lewis said there might be, but if not, then yeah, it's tough luck really. But um, yeah. Mariah
0: Mar- and Mar- Mar- Muga said, you're going to be paying a little premium, but you're yeah. probably make it.
1: Cool. There you go. There you go from Alexis. So <laughs> um, if you want to chance it, you can head down on a Um try and get there early. You might be able to get a ticket. If not, tough luck. Um, unfortunately, I won't be there. Um, I know many of you were coming to see me and stuff but um, I'm sorry like you know life happens um I've got to be on holiday so uh, but the rest of the Chelsea guys will be there Muga will be there um I'm sure the Spurs guys will be there and so will cop end so do head down it's due to be a great day um but yeah without further ado let's get let's get into it we've got a lot to unpack this episode um so let's start let's start with transfers uh before we, we start recording um we've got the news that Chelsea have apparently submitted a Fourth bid now for Wesley for and it's at 75 million. Is that am I correct, Alexis?
0: Yep, that's correct. Uh, Chelsea's new bid will be 75 million for Brizio Romano. F-
1: flipping hell. So, w- w- what are our thoughts, guys? Because, um, me personally, I'm, I'm just ready to walk away from it right now. Um, I think the price we're at now is way, way over, um, you know, what we should kind of be paying for um, any defender, really. Um, and also, I just think you know, the expectation with what comes with a heavy price tag I just feel like it's kind of heading in that direction um, but what, what, I'm interested to see, what do you guys think I know Wesley Fofana is highly rated amongst the football kind of community um, he was highly rated kind of before he went to Leicester when he was at St. Etienne obviously he's done his thing at Leicester as well um, but guys 75 million what's everyone's thoughts how, how are we feeling it's a
0: good deal like I think because the player's going to come in and play from the outset so it's he knows the league. He's acclimatized. The only issue is it's the pressure from the outside world. I think if he comes in and plays for five seasons and he's playing well, no one's going to mention the, the, the fee. Mm-hmm. However, if he comes in and makes a couple of mistakes, it's going to get mentioned he's at Chelsea. We shouldn't be running away from the deal. If Tuchel thinks that's the right player and he's identified him and he wants him to come in, I don't see an issue if Tuchel gets sacked, for example, another manager comes in and does like Fafana. I think mm. Fafana is a type of player that will translate to any manager. He can play back three and most probably I haven't seen it, but you can most probably play in a back four. I'm not sure if he played there for say F E N, but it looks I like think I'm pretty sure
1: Leicester played the back four under Rogers when he was a well Okay, so, one,
0: so. Th- that should ticks the tick the box. Yeah. Um I don't have an issue paying big big money for a player as long as you're planning ahead accordingly and the player can play in multi-faceted like, systems, which I don't mm. think Fafona would have an issue. So mm. go in and pay the money and get the deal done, stop wasting time, I would say, for Chelsea.
1: I, th- I think that's an interesting tip because I think a lot of fans um, do kind of get sucked into the, into the price price tag. Um, I think Daniel kind of talks about something similar in terms of um, if he's good enough, kind of just pay it. Like he, D- Daniel is one who doesn't really care about the price. and I, It seems like you share kind of a similar view. And I think it's interesting because... Obviously, seventy-five million is a lot—a lot of money. We know Harry, Harry McGuire went for eighty million um, a couple of years ago, which was which was crazy for like a player like him. And um, obviously, we saw how that turned out. Um,
0: I... But don't you think, Shemi, it's a fair fee if you compare it to what's been happening in the current market now? The fees are just inflated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. taro is going for sixty-two million pounds. He's never mm. played in the Premier League. Mm, You're absolutely. You're almost buying prem-proven tax, like.
1: Uh, absolutely absolutely I think it it is in line with what's happening right now I think my thing is I have never really been too I've never really like paid too much attention attention to Wesley Fofana so in honesty yeah I couldn't tell you whether it's worth it or not do you know what I mean Um, I've watched a lot of Leicester over the past few years but Wesley Fofana is not someone I've actually really properly like analysed and looked at so for me I'm just kind of like I I, I kind of just have no thoughts on the deal but um I think the only thing for me is just that I hope that that pressure doesn't weigh on him because obviously he's still young um,
2: but yeah, because like I said, it's a lot, a lot of money. Um, Joe, what, what's your thoughts on it? I think it is a lot of money, but at the same time, like Alexis said, this is the market right now. If you're paying 80 mil for Maguire, you can't really be mad if they're trying to push up the price for Fana, who's definitely a better centre-back. I think from when I've watched him, and I've watched a lot of him, and he has been a player that I've wanted at Chelsea for a while, I believe that he's got a strong mentality he seems like someone that has a good mentality when i've seen him anyways he looks very confident so i don't really think the price tag will be as much pressure as everyone's saying it may be i may be wrong but from what i think of watching him i believe he's someone that's up for the challenge i think where it can get a bit tricky is that when you bring someone in with such high price tag you kind of give them an allowance to play in bad form and bring them back into the team because you've paid that much for them. And I feel like with someone like Trevor, who's still there, it's a bit of a sticky situation because his him coming into the team could lead to Trev going out. And mm-hmm. I feel like that could lead to problems when we get closer to December when there's a World Cup and we've got Aspi, Thiago Silva, Kulibali. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I think may as well, if Tuku wants him, give Tuku what he wants, and let's see how it works out for him. Right, right.
1: Interesting thought. So, so all, the general consensus is that we're all in then, that, yeah?
2: I've got no problem with the deal. I think
0: this is the type of players we should be going for. I've got no issue spending high fees for a player that's... his talent's evident to see, and he's prem-proven. Gordon, we're going to get on to...
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that. Don't jump, don't jump, don't jump. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. I, agree <laughs> with, I agree with Alexis on that. Cool, cool. That's 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 a good start. So could,
1: could you just could you guys just like enlighten me a little bit, like educate me a little bit? Um this sounds weird because obviously I'm a football fanatic, so I should know most things, but I don't. Okay. So there's that. But yeah, with Wesley Fafana, could you guys tell me like what are his like strengths? What 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 are we getting with a Wesley Fafana if the deal was to go through? Um and what kind of impresses you about him, um which justifies paying the, the
0: price tag? For me, I liked how quick he acclimatised to the league. Um coming from France. He went into the Leicester team and didn't look out of place. He was combative from a young age, which I really like. Um, he's quick to come out and get tight, but at the same time, he's quick enough if the ball goes around him to his agility will get him back into position. He's good in the he's decent in the air. I don't know the statistic of our heart, but he's six two, which I think is a good thing for our team. So from set pieces, the height should be there. He's a decent one-on-one defender. And he's comfortable coming out into the right-back position if needed when he was playing for Leicester at the right centre-back situation. And on the ball, I wouldn't say he's outstanding. I wouldn't say he's amazing, but he's competent. So I, that, that's for me personally. I don't know what Joey's thoughts are.
2: Yeah, for me, I feel like one of the things where he, needs, he does need to improve on is his um, progressive passes. Because at times, it can be a bit low. But at the same time, he's very good. I think he's very decent on the ball. He's more than competent for me. He's a very strong presence. He's someone that likes to step up. He can make the aggressive challenge. But sometimes, he can have little moments, with what, which is what you expect with young centre-backs, where he might have a lapse in concentration, or he might be a bit overzealous in the tackle. Do you get what I mean? But outside of that, he's a really strong centre-back for his age as well. Pretty tall. I believe he is decent in the air. I'm not hundred percent sure how high he ranks up compared to other center backs, but from what I've seen about him, he's someone that wins a lot of balls in the air. So yeah, he's got a lot of upside to him. Yeah. There's so, no just, clear
0: weakness, Shemi. Like there's no i yeah. like avid weakness where you can pinpoint it and say th- he he really needs to work on that. Like, for example, with Kunde, people always looked at his height, right? And they yeah. said you can get at him because of his height. Mm. Um with Trevor Chala, but for me, sometimes you can say it's his positioning. Mm. I haven't, maybe I haven't watched Leicester enough week in, week out where you critically analyse his game specifically, mm-hmm. but nothing stood out for me. He just, he looks very complete. Mm. Um, and I know that it's a young age, so maybe he'll get even better with time, but like you said, there is a risk with the Chelsea light, right? Where He's going to be, every little mistake is going to get pinpointed, mm-hmm. so
2: Absolutely. We'll find yeah. out more in six months' time. Put it this yeah. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think with I think with Fafana, one thing I won't say is that he does have some similarities to Trev when it comes to positioning and stuff like that. But at the same time, they're both young center backs. So mm-hmm. you've got to you gotta expect these kind of things, and that's what they're gonna learn through mistakes and having people like Kulabali and Silver there. But I will say sometimes his concentration and his positioning can be something that can be worked on. But I don't think it's a dire thing where it's like it's gonna happen consistently. But it's something that you should keep an eye out on, kind of just expect when he first comes. Right. That's interesting. Interesting. And I think I think although like like as I said
1: before, um, I haven't I haven't like analysed um for far not a lot, even though I've watched a lot of Leicester games, so I couldn't really give a strong view on on the transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see some physical attributes which are very promising in terms of he's quick and you know like as you mentioned he's tall. Um, but yeah, as you said, he's a young centre back, so he should be given the time to kind of learn and stuff. But unfortunately, the streets are the streets, so you don't get that time, <laughs> especially you like price tags. So. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we, if, it, if it goes through. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Um, it's, it's not a signing that gives me like I, I don't, it doesn't give me any red flags or anything like that, but um, it's just one that I couldn't actually give a proper informed view on, which is why I've just kept silent on it, to be honest. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But as you said, uh, Virgil van Dijk came in, um, for about I think it was about 70, it was roughly the same price, about 75 mil. I think it was back in 2008. And no one talks about it, and no one talks about it because he was absolutely flawless for about two and a half years before he got injured. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. If he comes in, he does the business, no one will talk about the price. If he comes in, he doesn't do the business, the price will be all over it, will be all over the street. So, we'll see how that goes. Just to move on to, um, someone you've mentioned already a couple of times, Joe, and that's Trevor Chalabar. So what, what, what is this, does anybody have any idea what the situation is with Trevor Tulliver? You know, he's had a great breakout first season, um, probably one that was unexpected by both the fan base and the player, considering that he was on the verge of going to, I think it was Valencia, um, last preseason before he had a couple of games um, against Reading and in the Super Cup where he impressed and then Tuchel put him in. Um, it, was, it was a solid first season. I believe we didn't lose a game when he when he started. Um, and overall, he had a he, he came in and performed very, very well, but he seems to have kind of um to just fallen out of favor. Um, Joe was saying that it's giving him some more vibes in the group chat. Does anybody know what's going on or have any thoughts as to what could be going on? Um, with well, Trevor, because obviously, if we do sign for final, then it's looking like curtains for the young man.
2: Mm-hmm. And from what I've obviously, I'm not part of the Chelsea team, I'm not in the squad, so I don't hear anything. But from what I've gathered from different media outlets that report on Chelsea, it seems like everybody around the camp, around Cobham, is very confused as to what is going on with Chalova. Even him himself, it seems like he doesn't really know where he stands with Tuchel and the squad. And that's why there's a lot of reports of him wanting to get a loan move for playing time because he's very different compared to a lot of the academy prospects we've had or do have in the team he's gone out on loan and he's had a lot of time on loan and he knows the value of being able to play games so for him I think and this is just based off everything I've heard and what I'm seeing and just history of Chelsea him having a bit of bad form towards the end of last season then getting dropped out of the team for a while And then, obviously, Aspie, who plays as a right centre-back, as well as a wing-back, as well as James playing as a right centre-back as well, have kind of been put above him in the pecking order. And if you've seen from pre-season now, you've seen he's not played that much. And now that we're looking to get Fafana to come in at that right centre-back position, as it stands, I believe he's fourth-choice right centre-back. So, for him, it's like, after the whole season I've had, where I've kind of built you out, in a sense where he didn't need to get another centre-back last season, I've now Mm -hmm. gone all the way down from being one of the first choices in the team to fourth choice. So Mm. it is a weird one. For me, it's very, very similar to what's been going on in the past with Lampard and Tomori, but we'll see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, sorry, just to go in there. And also, that's another kind of reason why I've been very disengaged with the Fafana saga and with um, other centre-backs we were linked with, because... Um, yeah, because I, I feel like Trev done very, very well, and I feel like giving him the keys this season to follow on from his first season would have been perfectly fine and perfectly sensible. I mean, I would have been perfectly fine with a, a back three of Chalabar, Koulibaly and Silva. So, yeah, like, it, it's just a bit strange to me. It's, it's very, very strange, because as you said, he was very reliable last season, uh, and it just seems to be very strange as to how he's just been dropped out like this. But as you said, we don't, we don't really know too much about it. We don't know if anything's gone on. I guess more will kind of reveal itself as as time goes on. But uh, what, what do you guys th- what do you guys think of this this thing of uh, this narrative of Chelsea kind of just prioritizing transfers over their, their youngsters because you know
0: th- I don't like it, Shems, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. It in- doesn't sit comfortable with me because mm-hmm. it stinks one of the things I have a problem with with Tuchel. is he relies on experience too much. And he's very he's blatantly biased. For example, Aspilicueta, in my opinion, had a very poor end to the season. And he was at fault for a lot of goals. Trevor Chalaba, until January, was faultless. Like, he was fantastic. Arguably our best defender last year. Then he went through a little shaky period where he just came off form and it's perfectly fine. He's young. Really this normal, is what yeah. happens. And when Rudiger went off form, no one mentioned it. When Thiago Silva had a few shaky games, no one mentioned it. But with Trevor... It became a big thing, and he got exiled out of the team. And then I think in preseason, when we lost to Arsenal 4-0, he had a poor game initially in that first half when we played, uh, I think we played a back four. And from that moment on, it's just like he became out of the plans, and there was a whole initiative to get Aspi to get re-signed. They weren't letting Aspi go. And it looks like we're prioritising a player that doesn't want to be here over a player that genuinely would happily be here and play 20 league games, never complain, deliver good performances. But we're prioritising players that just don't want to be here. And it's an issue for me.
2: Do you know what's so damning about this situation is that I remember during pre-season, I was just listening to all the different Chelsea media outlets and they said Asp, like the energy from Aspie was very, very different from how it normally is. Like, he's someone that's very chatty that likes to speak to the media and just like he is our captain. But during preseason, he was avoiding speaking to anybody. And it was almost like you could tell that he it was wanted quite obviously wanting to go. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah, so for to, to go out of his way to keep him, knowing that that will it's not a, it is it's not a question, it will block Trevor. To keep him like that for me. Is very, very damaging. Do you know so I what? I understand. I
1: slightly disagree with the Aspi dropping Trevor thing because I feel like Aspi's role this season was always going to be a reduced role, in my opinion. And obviously, he's getting on now. Um, he's not. He's, he's, he's pretty much past his, his, his best days at Chelsea. Um, so I feel like his role was always going to be reduced. I don't think he was going to start every single game and be a priority. But do you think Trevor For was me, ever going to
0: start every game?
1: I'm, I'm getting there. For me, I think... Um, the signing of um, another central defender, so i.e. a Fofana, I think that blocks Trev more than um more than Aspie, in my humble opinion. Um and I think to answer your question, Alexis, I think if we wasn't signing um Fafana, and let's say it was just Aspi and Trevor as our natural right centre backs, I think Trevor would have got fair fair game time. Um mm. bar- if, if all variables were consistent, that being him and Tuchel still got on, there's been no falling out. Like, if everything was still normal, I think he would have got, got fair game time like he did last season. But it's just strange that, you know, that all seems to have just gone out the window. And it's different with Trevor because with a lot of the other youth players, we're used to seeing them not actually get an opportunity before they get replaced. Whereas, so for example, I don't know, like, Kato has not got too many opportunities. He's, he's basically going out and going to be replaced. Um, and other players as well. Whereas, Talibar actually played a full season of first-team football didn't do much wrong, and that seems like it's going out the window. It, it, it is strange, it is strange, but I guess it's we just have to watch that space. Um, and it's, it's something that's becoming quite a common theme at Chelsea, but and yeah, it's not, it's not It's not. good, it's not good. But any last thoughts on that one? No, oh, I'm happy to move on. Cool, cool, cool. So we'll swing back to transfers, um, at the end of the pod, um, because we've still got a couple more transfer news to talk about, but we, we, let's get into the, the weekend game. Um, a 3 0. Defeat against Leeds at Ellen Road. Um, obviously, first defeat of the season. Um, I mean, let's let, let's talk about. It. I mean, for me, um, if we if we get into the game, um, I, I, I think I think it was pretty even. Like up until they scored their first goal. Um, obviously, the first goal was a mistake by Mendy, which we'll get into. But I think up until that point, I wasn't too. I wasn't. I wasn't too dis- disappointed. I wasn't too dissatisfied with what I was seeing. I think. Um he was we were playing all right. Um had a couple of chances, Mason Mount, Sterling had the ball and back in it offside. He also had a um a chance what where he cut inside and was very unlucky to, to just miss the far post um in the first minute of the game. Um but I thought it was okay. I thought I, I wasn't too dissatisfied with what I was seeing and then obviously kind of a bit similar to what happened at United um against Brentford where the keeper makes a mistake and it kind of just throws everything like up the air, if that makes sense. Um and it seems like we were never really able to recover from that point onwards. Um, and I think also Leeds Leeds' game plan was 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 very, very good in terms of they, they were high energy, they pressed us very, very well, very high at the pitch. And I think um that's something that Connor really struggled with in the middle. Obviously, you've come in for Kovacic and Kante who are injured. Um and I think Meads alluded to it in the group chat that Connor's biggest weakness is the press the press resistant part of the game um where he he exceeds in in, in getting about the pitch etc cetera, etc cetera. but his weakness is that, that press resistant part it, which is where kovacic excels um etc and they really he he really struggled in there but um what what, what are you guys thoughts did you guys mirror m- my opinion in the fact that i didn't think it was too bad up until we scored or did you think what what did you guys think we start with uh you Alexis
0: I've I, I actually echo your thoughts I thought the first 20 minutes, we looked good. Um, we had the Sterling chance within 46 seconds where he took the sh- pot shot. And I, I was like, okay, cool, we're attacking. Then there was a massive opportunity for Ruben. I think it was about five minutes where...
1: Yes. He should have taken the saddle. shot. Yeah.
0: He should have. And it, it just shows he's lacking confidence in front of a goal. And maybe mm-hmm. that comes with more more time, But or maybe that's just him. Maybe that's just his second nature to set it up perfectly where there's a higher like probability in his head that it's going to go in, so it's really frustrating because we expected the high energy from Leeds. It's a game away from home. It's like both sets of fans view it as a rivalry, so the high energy was expected. The midfield was an issue. Like we were losing the ball consistently, and I think because Connor's not secure in possession, as you you said. It when we lost the ball with Jorginho's recovery running, it just left the midfield just so overrun and it caused problems. And then we gifted them the goal, and after that, our heads dropped. Uh, We can talk about the set piece defending, which really frustrates me as well. I I hate how we defend set pieces and we give away cheap free kicks. You see, you see, it wasn't a free kick, but I hate (laughs) Like, (laughs) if 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 you look at if you look at what's it called against Spurs, Reece gave away a stupid free yeah, kick against very Kane. True. Very us. true.
1: Very, very Raheem
0: gives away a free kick. Maybe it wasn't a free. Don't give like. Don't give the referee an opportunity yeah. to
1: make. I I hear you. I hear you. But the referee was genuinely incompetent there. Like genuinely. Yeah. And the fact that you booked him was just even cheeky. But you know, let's not complain about the refs. Um, But yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I, I echo what you're saying. I think I think as soon as. When you kind of take the emotion at the game, I think you know when you lose three 0 it's not nice, especially away from home early in the season. You know you want your earlier season to be as smooth as possible. I think there can be a lot of emotion and it sucks. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I'm someone that can watch football without emotion, or to an extent, less than others. Um, so as I was watching, I thought you know it wasn't. I didn't think it was too bad. But as you said, when you give the when you give away a goal like that in the manner that Mendy did, and then literally straight after that, I think it was within five minutes, we're 2-0 down. Yeah, it was never a game that I felt like we were going to recover from because it was literally, it just went from 0 to 100, just like that. And we had no time to kind of react. And I think with Chelsea, a lot of the time, I never feel confident when, because of how we play, um, I don't really feel confident when we're 2-0 down that we're going to put it yeah, back. Because,
0: we're yeah, like,
1: because, uh, because it, we're, we're a team that relies on, when we, like, when we go in front, we're quite good because we can kind of we can manage games, we can control games, and usually we're quite solid at the back, um, and that's our base. Well, we're, we're quite reliant on that that base of going in front. Um, when we go behind, um, yeah, when the onus is on us to kind of go forward and create chances, yeah, it's a struggle. We all know like how we play because we don't we don't have sufficient goals in attack, um, and we don't create sufficient chances on a consistent enough basis. That, yeah in I'm never confident when we're 2-0 down I'm just never confident whereas when city are 2-0 down you just know that they're coming you know liverpool when they're 2-0 down you know they're coming um joe um what, did you, what, what I'm going to ask you about the goals so obviously mendy made a mistake um some some will say he's been a bit shaky in 2022 um obviously he made that mistake the same mistake against real madrid uh made it again on on sunday um What's your thoughts on Mindy? Are you worried about him? Do you think he's a form? Or is it kind of just, you know, just just a couple of one-offs?
2: I am worried about him, but maybe my perspective on it is very different on t- as to how everyone else sees it. What it's is your very, So it's very clear he's had a dip in form. It's very clear that's happened. But I think with context, you have to look at he came in, had a lot of intense games. Then we, he goes to the African Cup of Nations, gets to the final, wins it, comes back, straight back in it. And I feel like, all, like at the end of the day, he came in so good, like so good. And it's like, at some point, you're going to have a dip in form. We see it with a lot of keepers. I think with him, I feel like he just feels the pressure a lot more than we realize because he's meant to be that savior because of everything with Kepa that's been going on in the past. So I think that he definitely needs a like a lot more support from the backroom staff from Tukul to keep his head up because at the end of the day, we can't chop and change keepers. It doesn't work like that. I do feel like sometimes he can be a bit too comfortable and take things for granted when he's on the ball. And I think that's something that he needs to work on. So, with mendy i'm not i don't think it's a thing that he needs to be replaced but he definitely does need competition so on to keep him on his toes that's how i look at it
1: interesting interesting view especially that view about competition i think um i think i, I agree i don't think mendy uh, i think he's, for the whole part he, he came in and he was at, he played at such a high level for about what well, he's been here two years now yeah so for like the first 18 months he was played at such a high level he was basically fault, faultless right um and as you said, every keeper goes through like a little dip in form. Allison went through a dip in form a couple of seasons ago, um, when Liverpool are losing at home, um, and he bounced back. Um, yeah, just, it, it, it's, it's normal essentially. Um, I don't buy what some fans are saying that he's not good with his feet because his distribution is actually very good, in my opinion. But as you said, he takes too long on the ball and he's done it a few times. I it was something I noticed when he first signed in his first in his early games on the Lampard that he got and he got away with it. Um do you remember yeah. the pass back across his goal? Which game Spurs was
0: that? In his de- in his, his debut against Spurs, he passed it back and he literally almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah. I think I remember. So yeah, he went yeah. for a yeah. corner. There's been a few. Um, th- yes, I do remember. There's been a few times where it's just like it's, it's a little bit too too com a little bit too lax.
0: It's nonchalant. Um, yeah, nonchalant. That's the word I'm looking he's, for. He's got yeah. all the time in the and space in the world, and he think, And I'm really surprised after the Benzema incident, he didn't learn from his mistake. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not not is the right word I'm looking for. And the most annoying thing about that is that he actually took a bad touch in the Leeds game. And all you have to do, yeah. once you take that bad touch, don't try to rectify it, just clear it out. But, you know, the keepers of nowadays, they drilled to play. They are drilled to play out and continue to play. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was very frustrating. Um, I'm going to come on to Koulibaly, who was sent off for two City Yellow cards. Um, Alexis, what do you make of Koulibaly's performance and how he's done? this season so far, because I think the first two games, I was very impressed. I think, I think he performed very well against Everton. He was very solid. Um, Spurs game, likewise, um, he was solid. Um, But also, against Spurs, he was very, very good in possession. Um, And then Leeds, we get here, you know, I thought his passing was very good, but then obviously he had those, those moments where he got to yellow cards. Um, So yeah, what do you, what do what do you make of Kulubali's performance
0: and how he started at Chelsea? I think, is an amazing player and we all can agree on that. I think there is an acclimatization period that we all need to accept is going to happen. It's he's not gonna come in and look amazing from the outset and have no faults. These mistakes are gonna happen. Like he was overly eager to nip in front of I think his name's Aronson, if I'm not mistaken. The the American yeah. International yeah, Aronson, and yeah. the first one he just he just started holding on to him and dragged him back. But one thing I think we need to get used to is he's gonna get booked a lot, and that's just purely to the nature of our midfield. There's gonna be a lot of opportunities for people to isolate him one on one and take him on.
1: Do you do you or, think that happens when our strongest midfield is playing? So our strongest midfield. So let's say Kante, when Kante's playing, do you think it's still I think get... Kante's
0: on the right hand side. So Okay, cool. It is it's down the left predominantly. So Kovacic,
1: let's say Kovacic, for example.
0: Kovacic. I don't know, because sometimes I've, I, I don't think Kovacic is the most switched on off the ball either at times. So, but it's normal. There's two, there's two of our midfielders. I don't even think it's a bad thing. So we just need to get used to him defending one-on-one. And he needs to understand when to pick up the yellow and when not to pick up the yellow. It's just an acclimat- acclimatization period. Okay. Um, I think he's been... I thought he had a good... Like you, people have, laugh, like, have laughed at me. I thought he had a good game. I yeah, no, we're going like yeah. I
2: think yeah, me and me, me. No, no. Yeah. He
0: just got annoyed with 3-0 down. And yeah. he just thought, I have to take this. Like, I have to get him. When in reality, he should have just let him go because we're losing 3-0 anyway. So having him suspended is an issue. But I think the overall performance was good. He was aggressive when he needed to. His passing was very good. The passing was very, very good. And I trust him. I think, like, as a as a back three centre-back, when they come out wide... You want to have the ability that if someone goes past him, you want to have the faith that he can get back. And I I have that in him. So there's no issue for me.
1: Yeah, it's funny because me and Babs were arguing in in the group chat about, because I thought, because I was saying, Babs said that he was stinking, I think it was at half time, before he got sent off. And I was like, no, he's actually had a good game in terms of his passing was very, very good. Um, And I saw that status came out. I think it's yesterday or a couple of days ago about how he's broke the lines the most. Something like that. I can't yeah. remember. I'm, I'm not onto it too much nowadays. Uh, yeah, but, um, Trent,
0: Trent, Trent's first and then Koulibaly's second. From yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but he, his passing, left foot and right foot, is is so, so good. It looks really, really good. And Kukurela as well, his passing is also of a high level. I think we saw it in the Sterling chance. I think it was the, the chance that Sterling um, in the, in the very first minute... No, actually, no. It was the chance that Sterling put into the back of the net, the offside. Um, Kukurela's passing is superb, especially first time. Um, drills it, yeah. Proper so, I, 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 in the first few games, I can proper see why Pep wanted him. I can see it. So, I think down that left hand side, we've got something, something good there, especially on the ball in terms of passing out and making progressive passes. And the progressive passes thing is so key because, as we all know, as we've said many times, we just have such an issue creating it. It's always very slow and, and you know, very and it can be very passive. Um, you just sometimes just need that. That just to go from back to front quickly into the space. Um and kunibali has been doing that. Um very, very comfortable with his left foot. So I'm liking i am liking what I've seen so far, especially on the ball. I've liked what I've seen for the most part with the defending. He, he had some hiccups against Leeds, so we'll watch that space. Um but overall I'm 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 pretty alright with him. I'm pretty all right with him. But we'll see. We'll see. It's it's definitely still early days.
2: Um I think so. One thing on. one thing I do want to just <laughs> shed light on when it comes to Kulla like against Leeds, he had a I think he had a good game. He won five out of eight ground jewels, he won four out of four aerial jewels, his passing accuracy was 78%. He, he had eight out of sixteen long balls. So for the most part, like he played very well. The only thing that I want to shed a light on is that mistake he made, it shows that even the most experienced defender can make mistakes. Do you get what I mean? Is that at any moment you can lose your head? So I I just wanted to mention that just because of the conversation we had earlier about Trevor and how like a lot of the situations mm-hmm. he's in now is because facts. of his bad form. Yeah, so facts. like if Koulibaly, who has all the experience and that's what we signed him for, and that's mm-hmm. what Tuco wants, can make facts. a mistake like that, then you have to look at Trevor who's young. And have some more grace and understanding and patience but,
1: but this is the thing sorry can I just cut in there this is the thing with I don't know about other clubs but Chelsea culture especially, especially yeah is that the grace period for young players is not the same as as the grace that more experienced pros or um players that have been bought get so for example um if you take let, 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 let's take Tammy Abraham Tammy Abraham and Timo Werner right so Timo Werner was signed 50 million um Stunk multiple games, multiple games where he was absolutely awful, right? Um, but he was given grace by, you know, the fan base. There's a lot of fans that still kind of ride for him now. You know, he was at the game, he was at the last home game, and fans were saying, Oh, Timo, I love you. Um, and yeah, just and just genuinely throughout the season, he was supported by the manager, both managers, Lampard and Tuchel, and the fan base. Whereas Tammy didn't get that grace. Do you know what I mean? Tammy, when he came in, um, even though he performed nowhere near as bad as Werner, there was games where he didn't perform well and it was like, yeah, he needs to he needs to be out straight away. And Tuchel, when Tuchel came and Tuchel wasn't having him. Um there was even I'm sure there was even a period where Lampard dropped him for Werner. So it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a culture that happened. Same thing with Tamori. Rudiger was brought back in um after having a very very bad lockdown period. Um so at the beginning of the season he was brought back in Tamori was was pushed to the side. Do you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a culture at Chelsea where it's like, it's always the more experienced pro or, or the or the expensive signing that's that's prioritised over the youngster. And it, it, it's decided really. But, yeah, that's what I'll say on that. Um, yeah, We've never got to do better in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's optimistic, though, because it seems like something that's just ingrained. But we'll see. The Chelsea see. way. The Chelsea yeah. Way. It, it literally just seems like that's how it is. Um yeah it's very frustrating um just before we move on from the leads um let's let's talk about the same thing we always talk about every single week it's getting sickening to be honest you know very very boring but the attack let's talk about the attack against leads um so we started with sterling havertz and mount in the front three um i haven't listened to the main pods but i saw the title um, I refuse to and, listen to the main pod yeah yeah you know when there's not a Chelsea rep on there it's just not worth it
0: Chelsea fans and especially so, when uh, <laughs> when Tobes is on I just that, know it's going to be Kai Havertz yeah. and I can't yeah. listen to it we're, we're, um, when there's not a Chelsea rep on, on there
1: on. when there's not a Chelsea rep on there yeah I don't know if it's worth listening to Chelsea fans but anyway I digress um, so yeah um, let's let's talk about it because I thought I thought Sterling was, was, was bright in the first half um, faded a little bit in the second half, but I think the team generally in the second half was, was just poor. I think we were very, very poor in the second half, personally. But first half, I think him and the team were pretty, pretty good. I think him, especially, was he was bright and he has been bright across the three games. Um, so I think he's been unlucky not to score. Um, but yeah, he's, he's looking threatening, I think. So I've got, I've got no issues there. I think it's the other two that we, we kind of need to talk on, um, unless you disagree with the sterling point. Um, Kai seems very, very anonymous. Um, and now I, I'm someone that supported Kai over the past couple of years because I thought um, he was a great talent coming over from Germany. But um, yeah, last... sorry guys, I had to mute. There was a car going past. But yeah, sorry. Last couple of games, I'm not liking what I've seen. Um, I can't lie. I don't, I don't feel. Like... I think actually, Spurs game. I think he was, he was he was he was he was pretty good. But the Everton and Leeds game, I haven't liked what I've seen from him. So we'll we'll focus on Leeds because that's the most recent game. And um, I thought he was just pretty anonymous. I didn't think he was offering anything at all. And it was very, very disappointing for me, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, like what what did you guys think of him? Like for me, yeah, it was a bit scary for me. It was a bit scary. It It felt felt like we're playing with 10 men.
0: Yeah, he he looked anonymous. And I think the worst thing is when the ball did go into him, it bounced off him. Just like he wasn't at the races at all. And the worst thing is he just doesn't convince you of any belief that he's gonna go past his his man when it's one on one. Right? Is that his game though? No, but the thing is he's asked to do it. And this is what's frustrating. He's being put like there were a number of times where he gets he turns around, he's looking at the defender and he's running at him. And he does those step overs that I just don't understand like why he's even attempting them. But he loses very the ball. Scary. Everything's very it looks lethargic and it looks very slow, but it, when he's on song and that comes off, it looks amazing. The problem is, is he had a good game against Spurs. I think he had a very good game against Spurs. It's just now he. The thing is, him, Mount, and Sterling were isolated as well. I like. We can't put too much like fault on them because there were so many occasions when they pick up the ball. They're just surrounded by five, six men. And in tight areas, and unless it's a pinpoint combination to get in behind, nothing's going to work out. There's no options. Um, he he was he's been poor that I can't even make excuses for him. Like he's genuinely been very poor in the first game and the, this third game. He needs to improve, otherwise, he most probably will get dropped. And yeah,
1: I yeah. think that's pending. I think I think it's unfortunate Broya was injured because
2: um, I think he might have got some minutes against Leeds um
1: joe what what's your thoughts
2: on kai kai is kai is a tricky one he's a player that i do like and sometimes i like him in theory than what actually seeing reality yeah same and in the Leeds game i can't lie he was appalling i don't even think he had a shot i don't even think he, he took a shot that yeah, whole just game. nothing man just yeah his dribble attempts zero out or two he had 39 touches he only like had nine he had 17 out of 19 accurate passes He didn't win any ground duels. You get what I mean? Like he was very missing in the game. And to be fair, Sterling didn't do that much either. To be fair, he had like maybe a key pass. He had a shot off target, but he didn't have that much of an influence in the game.
1: And I I feel like
2: he was was bright, but yeah, sorry, continue. Now he was, but at the same time, I don't think you bring Sterling to the team to be the guy that's going to create things. You want him to be the person that's getting into the positions to finish, do you get what I mean? Use his place to get behind lines. But with Kai, you kind of expect him to be that link man, that guy that gets the ball from deep, he moves it to the wide players and he tries to find himself in central scoring positions. Or even if he's drifting wide, you expect him to create overloads, do you get what I mean? This is what you expect from Kai. But (sighs) I don't know, man. It's like some days you see a, you see him and you think, wow, I get why we spent that money on him. And then some days you just think like, how is he getting minutes over certain other players? Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think this season is very important for him to really show consistency because after this season, I don't know how much time we can really give him because he's been here I, for that last three I, seasons. I don't think there's
1: any time. This is the first season. So if it's, it's actually now or never. And, and like Do you, get you said, I mean? you hit the nail on the head, it's consistency because I think... We've seen it in in like little spurts. So I think last season in the winter, no, not winter period, sorry, from like February, like Jan, end of Jan, from from the League Cup game, the League Cup final against Liverpool onwards. I think he was he was actually very good. Um, you know, produced in some 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 good games against Real Madrid and and Liverpool. And yeah, I think generally he was he was he was showing a lot more than Lukaku and he was making us a better team um when he was in the team other than Lukaku um but yeah i feel like the, the 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 moments the periods where he's not performing well is way more than obviously than the times that he is it's, it's too short um when he is performing so yeah you start
0: looking for excuses Shems, and this yeah. is where i i start noticing myself doing it
1: same and yeah
0: like for example i start going oh but if you look at this statistic he's made make the most sprints in behind and no one's finding him and I start hearing myself after and I'm like, what are you doing? Like you weren't making these excuses for Lukaku, you wouldn't make these excuses for Timo Werner.
2: But it's because
0: you've got so much stock invested into this player, like you kind of want him to because he's got talent. We all know that. It's just a matter of unlocking it and whether it works out at Chelsea. Like I have no no doubt if he goes to another club and it clicks for him. Mm. I just think we have to be patient. And Another thing, it's only been three games. We can't... Yeah. But like, I think I think it's
1: also kind of, when you think about the last two seasons have been... So first season, on the whole, didn't go too great, apart from the very, very ending. Last season, you know, he had a good... He had a fairly good second half of the season, I'd say. But he didn't um,
0: play first half of the season.
1: Yeah, he was in and out of the team, to be fair. There
0: was a lot of, what's it called, coming on, you know those Vachua'i minutes? It. Yeah, it like yeah, 15 yeah. minutes and it makes it look like you've had 100 appearances, but in reality... Think,
1: yeah. I'm, tra- I'm trying to think back. I think Lukaku got injured around, like, November, I think it was, and then, then that's when he kind of... Yeah, playing.
0: and Kai started starting around about like this December and then he consistently stayed in the team and he won that place off Lukaku. In my opinion,
1: actually, what it was is that he wasn't the front man, he was he was he started off the season playing to the right, no, sorry, as a two, I think, with Lukaku and also to the right. And then it was actually when Kaku injured that he actually started playing centrally. So I think he did play, but he just didn't play centrally. But anyway, I digress. But I've yeah. got a
0: question for you, too. Mason Mount, yeah, because I think he's criminally getting away with his performances. Okay. I, I think like Kai, Kai consistently gets it right, and with Mason Mount, I think everyone always says, "Oh, he's energetic, he ch- harries, he presses." I didn't see it. I didn't see it the, against the, Leeds, the, and I didn't see yeah. it against Everton.
1: The thing, the thing with Mason Mount, yeah, that's like different with Kai. Is that whether you like Mason or not, he's got credibility in the back. You get me? Like last season, yeah. what was it like? It was I think he was our top scorer in the in the league and all competitions. What twenty nine goals and assists? Season before that, he had that great Champions League run um, where he was pivotal to us winning Champions League, and I think also under Tuchel, he was probably one of the better players. Um, so he's just got that credibility. So I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think he was good against Leeds, and I think um, I think a lot of what we lack in terms of ingenuity, in terms of you know creative passes, creative things, um, it, 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 like a lot of it is is his weakness. Um, yeah, like, imagine
0: Madison in that yeah. position Like a Madison yeah. in between yeah, the yeah. lines Spreading the balls through Like We need that sort of creativity From one of the front three We agree that Sterling's not that guy He's there to be on the end of things
2: Kai, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, okay.
0: nine. And mm-hmm. then That third guy needs to be creative Like he ha- And for some reason You have games where Mason Mount picks it up He drops into the pockets and he looks good But then you have Everton and Leeds Where he wants to be on the end of things mm. when his role should be the creator. But it's just for you know what
2: Do you know what it is though? I feel like normally I'm someone that has a lot of criticism for Mason Mount. But I feel like in the least game, he had four key passes, which was more than the rest of the attack. Do you get what I mean? And it's like, to be fair, his long balls were like, he only got two out of four. And I think he only had three out of seven crosses. But it's a thing of like, He's someone that helps out in the midfield to win the ball back as well as someone that's trying to create. But also he has that, like, he wants to get forward and score the goals. So I do agree to a certain extent that we can't not rely on him to be our primary creator because I don't think all his skill sets are for that role. But against Leeds, I feel like he was the least of our problems, in my opinion. I I agree to an extent. And one thing I want to add to that as well is that I feel like we just need to accept Mason for four years. I feel like
1: people... We know what he is, right? And I feel like people are where you get disappointed is when you expect him to do things that he's just not. He's just not him. Do you know what I mean? So yep. I think Jamie Carragher highlighted it on Monday Night Football very, very well last week when they were a breaking down the Tottenham game. That there's a reason why he gets picked is because you know his ability to carry out the manager's instructions um, to a tee, and that's that's very whether you like it a lot. That's key for managers in terms of tactics. It's key for them. Um, and also you, you all know he has got quality in terms of you know he can if he's in and around the box he can produce some quality um but yeah when you get disappointed it's when you start expecting him to like produce these these threading balls to feed the line um and i'm not saying that he's he should be exempt from that criticism i'm not saying that at all but he's clearly just not capable of doing it to a high level do you know what i mean yeah. so like why do we still keep expecting him to do it and just keep getting disappointed? Do you know what I'm saying? We need to actually buy someone who can do that. Do you get what I mean? The problem is, I you feel- buy that
0: player, where does he play? And this, yeah, this that's is. That's a whole
1: other problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's this where we start looking player. at the system.
0: Yeah. Yep. You start looking at the system or you start looking at personnel. Yeah. And he's the one that will get replaced if you buy that player. I,
1: I, I do agree with that. I, I definitely do agree with that. I feel like if you get like a let's say a Jao Felix or a Bernardo Silva, someone like that, I feel like. For me, I would have them in there on that right-hand side. I'd, I'd take my arch straight away because then you've got that ingenuity guy, you've got a quality player like Sterling, and then you've got whoever's up front. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I do agree with that. But at the same time, whilst we don't have that guy, it's, it, there's, I don't see how he, do, he doesn't stay in the team. Like It's very difficult yeah. to, to, to drop him because then you're asking yourself – Okay, cool. Why, why does why should he be dropped and Kai stay in? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really make any no, sense. No, 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 but I've
0: got, I've got no problem. Yeah, I, I know I, you're not saying
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're not saying that, but I'm just so saying that. Like, like,
0: but I'm just saying there needs to be a conversation held about Mount's performances as well. Because the last, what I hate about goals and assists, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, they mask a picture that isn't real. So, like, a player can go and get two braces, a hat-trick, and it looks like, you scored five, So you scored five five goals. Then you go on seven, four games, and it's five goals in nine games. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you've been perfect from a statistical standpoint. It's one in two nearly. Well, it is one in two.
2: Mm-hmm. But in
0: reality, you had seven seven games that you scored blanks and most probably had average performances. Mm-hmm. So we can't purely judge amount of... Like, oh, oh no, 100%. 100%. Yeah, like... 100%. Sorry, by the way, when I say
1: that credibility, I do feel like the performance is... Do match for the most part for the most part yeah in terms of that. that that those last two years in my opinion that's just my opinion you can disagree if, no 100 you know. percent. No, that's just my opinion i think on the tool call like performance wise i think they have matched um what we've seen on the on the stats um i think he has performed better than most um in my opinion um but like i said I think with Mount again, we focus a lot on what he's bad at, and and to be fair, what he's, what his weaknesses do kind of in the team. Because if he did, if he had what we need in terms of you know the engineering and, and the passing and stuff like that, then he would be like this complete player. But unfortunately, he doesn't. That's life. You just have to accept him for years. Do you know what I mean? But Chelsea fans keep disappointing themselves time and time again, expecting him to just change from from what he was last week to what he is. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't. For me, it doesn't make any sense. But don't get me wrong. As much as I like Mount, I do get frustrated as well from the times where he doesn't get his head up and he doesn't execute that price. I, it frustrates me too. But I think it's just the fact just accepting what he is. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not gonna
2: yeah. I don't think he's gonna change overnight. Do you know what I mean? Trust. Um, but don't you think bad. that it but then the way I look at it with Mount and like the frustration is like I agree with you hundred percent, but then I think we're not at the point where it's like the frustration isn't as much on mount, but more of the fact that we need that profile of a creator and the team. Mm-hmm. And we do have the profile, but Tuko just doesn't want to use him, is it? So it's a thing of if you don't want to use the profile we do have in Callum, then you need to go to the market and get that guy for us. Do you get what I mean? Because you can't get all these guys that like to shoot and then be surprised when we're not creating enough or creating enough high-quality chances for them to finish. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, I think that was a nice leads
1: segment, a lead for a breakdown. Um, so just to swing back quickly into transfers, um, obviously you, you, you kind of segued into that, you mentioned Callum. But um, before we touch on him, I, as we, we spoke about Kai and the front man, um, so we've been, you know, linked with Abamyang, Well, more than linked with him. It seems like the, the last thing I heard was that um, talks were, strong or something like that i can't, I can't actually remember yeah. uh, um, super close is uh, super close called, yeah
0: yeah from cbs
1: okay cool how long ago was that,
0: that was literally a couple of hours ago uh okay, ben cool. jacobs came out and said 18 million pounds with potential add-ons based on performance like metrics
1: okay cool cool i swear when you're not on twitter for a little bit you just miss so much anyway um so yeah i guess it's a very simple question what what, what, what are our thoughts on abamia coming to the team um I mean, I've been relying a lot on my Arsenal friends to give me some the, some details of what they think on, on him. And
0: can stuff you give like me that. their thoughts, please? Because I'm I'm, I'm yeah. so torn. Cool.
1: So I spoke to shout out German Dan. Um, I, I asked him on the on the TL. He said that he doesn't think Obama is completely finished. He still thinks he can get goals, um, but um, he's not. He's he's limited because he's not going to give us for example, what they're getting with Jesus. And I think we've watched the Aubameyang in the league long enough to know that. We already knew that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I think in terms yeah. of, if, if you're expecting the Yang to do more than just net. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're hear in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. I think I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. Apart from net- netting and running to the channels, I don't know. I don't think he does really much more than that. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world considering Chelsea lack goals. But yeah, I think he that part I kind of already knew. I think the part I found interesting was him thinking, was um, Dan thinking that um, Aubameyang is completely finished. And that was also mirrored by one of my other Arsenal friends in another group chat that I asked. And he said the same thing. He said that he doesn't think, um, he thinks Aubameyang I can still get goals um, and that, you know, the form towards the end of the Arsenal period was kind of 50-50 in terms of um, Arteta, the Arteta problem, and him also kind of just declining a little bit. Um, But then when you look at his La Liga record, he scored 11 goals in 17 games. So then it's like, oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, So, which is a pretty good record. So, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, me personally, I'm not totally against it. Um, We've discussed in length what Kai hasn't been giving us in two of the games we played this season um, and how badly we lack goals. And I think also for me, um, we only have one threat in attack right now, and that's Sterling. And it's just not enough. It's the same as last season. Last season, our only threat in attack was really Mason Mount. Like, if we're keeping it, for, for the most part, if, if, if opposition teams face Chelsea, they look at the front three, it was only really Mount that they were like, oh, he might do something. No one's really scared of anyone else. But I think if you get, if it's like Abba and Sterling, there's like, okay, do you know what I mean? And I think also when you've got two threats in there, it then allows like a Mason Mount to kind of just be there, to be there, if that makes sense, in terms of um, that midfielder who's kind of a fake attacker. Um, But when you don't have another threat, then it's like, you know, it doesn't really make, it it, it, it shines on him more. Um, So I think, yeah, we need another threat and attack. So that's why I'm not completely against it. Um, But yeah, what, what do you think,
2: Joe? Do you know what it is? It's one of those ones where it could pay off or it could be absolutely horrible or there could be a bit of a middle ground. But the way I look at it is that when we watch the Tottenham game, we watch the Leeds game, do we feel like what is missing in that attack is a Bamiyang? Is that the profile that we really need? With Kai, it makes it it difficult. It makes Mm. it difficult because Kai... Is the guy that you put up front to get goals, but he's also in that false nine position. So you kind of need him to get involved with the play and the build-up. And we know that's not Aubameyang's strengths. So a lot of the times we've got to be able to build up without him being like predominantly involved in it. And I'm just not sure how that's going to work out when we are lacking a creative profile anyways. So it's like, who's going to be that profile and how are we going to line up and like, how are they going to mold together with all the different roles to make sure that Obamian gets the goals that we need? That's where I'm kind of like, mm, I'm not sure where yeah. Drupal's really thinking.
1: I think, I think you raised some good points there. And I think, um, I think in my opinion, I think we need the goals more than we need the link, the quote unquote link up play from the false nine in, in Kai. Um, so th- th- that's where I stand on that one. Um, Also, I think Tuchel, um, I I think he had his most productive period on the Tuchel and they obviously have a very good relationship. So that obviously is part of it. But Tuchel obviously feels he can get um, something out of him um, like he did at Dortmund. But um, I also, I share your concern in a different way. I think my thing is if you've got a striker who doesn't do much else other than get on the end of things and score, um, you're then relying on the teams to create for him. And we don't create that much. Um, yeah. I think I think you guys were doing Sterling a little bit of a disservice in terms of his creativity. Yeah, I think Sterling can create chances. Um, and I think it would be kind of interesting, them two. I think they, they could work together. And, um, yeah, that would be my my only fear. But if you think about chances, like the chance against um, Everton um, that Kai had, Aubameyang nets that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so if he's getting on to the end of crosses from Rhys James, like low crosses, he's, he's netting that. If he's you know, running in behind... Um, and we can find him and he's, in, he's through on goal, one-on-one, on one. I'm pretty confident he's going to score. Um, he's poaching as well. If the ball falls to him in, in the box, I'm pretty confident he's going to put it away. So there's definitely two sides to the coin. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of my view. What, what, what do you think, Alexis?
0: I'm very torn because I think I've been programmed as a Chelsea fan to expect more from forwards, number nines. So like in my head, I instantly go to... Oh, but will he he do the ugly side of the game? Will will our pressing be there? And I'm starting to think about more than just the output. When in reality, we know he will get goals. It's the overall consequences of his goals because we're focusing on him. So, for example, I was very against Ronaldo coming in because I I didn't think it was going to work from an all-round package. But how dissimilar is Bamiyang to Ronaldo in reality? I don't think they're
1: similar,
0: definitely. You don't think they're similar? I,
1: I think Aubameyang gives you more in terms of off the ball, like pressing.
0: Okay.
1: And obviously, I think Aubameyang is still physically in a bit, in much better shape than Ronaldo, so he can get about the pitch a bit more. But yeah, carry on. I'm
0: really, I'm really worried about Aubameyang, like when we don't have the ball and just how... I think it's the age issue. And I'm just so programmed in my head to think, oh, he's 33, he's past it. Because at Barcelona, like, the stats are showing... I, didn't, I don't watch Barcelona on a regular basis, so I can't really, like, comment on his performances. But the highlights I've seen, he looked good. But at the same time, I've seen him in that bad phase at Arsenal. And I'm really, like... I've been burnt with number nines for so long at Chelsea that it's hard for me to believe in one again.
1: Uh, you and me both. Yeah. I think I think we're all in, in, in that sense, we're all there. I don't think anyone can get to optim- any Chelsea fan, or any of us can get optimistic about any number
0: nine until they actually perform. So, and even then, we're just going to wait for four months because Morata banged for the first as well.
2: Yeah. yeah, one thing I will add on to that is that I do, I don't think, personally, I feel like Sterling can create for us. I don't think that's a... a a question that we need to ask. He will be able to create for us. But the question is, is that how we're going to utilize the best of him? Do you get what I mean? Do we want him to be the guy that's getting the ball deep and being this amount of man to then set up someone else? Do you get what I mean? Like, we kind of want him to be with Yang in the sense of getting into these goal-scoring positions because those are the two arguably best striking options we will have in the team. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, with Yang, my fear is, making sure we have the right profiles in the attack with him to make sure that we can get the best out of him as well as the others. That's just what I'm really scared I about. Think,
1: I think him and Sterling plus one is fine, in my opinion. And will I, that I, plus I one think is, it, it will probably be Mount, and then if Mount's resting... Uh,
0: I really want to see what happens with Kai, you know? Because mm. if Bamiyan comes in, I think Bamiyan guaranteed to be the nine. And then... Mm-hmm. Havertz is fighting for his Chelsea career because what he has two years left on his deal in in June. Are the Ryan club going to give a him? A, yeah, like what are the clubs going to give him a new deal? Like it's questions that need to be asked now, like mm. at the end of this summer, because we're seeing the position Politics in now, and we're seeing the position like chosen. In in all honesty, I
1: think I think Kai sits down because. I think if, if if you look at it from a two cool perspective right now yeah I don't think he has much I don't think he has much time to kind of just like be patient you know what I mean and just kind of persist with what's not with what's not working if that makes sense I think he's yeah. kind of trying to just succeed now like you know last season we put up a we were like we were top for like 10 weeks and then it fell apart do you know what I mean um, I think he's desperate to improve on that on that league um performance and close the gap um, and he knows what we need. Like he, he's got rid of Lukaku, he's got rid of Werner. Pulisic is almost on the way out. He's basically trying to get rid and, and switch up the attack. So I feel like I don't think he I don't think he's I think he's in a state right now. I don't I don't think he's he's got much patience in terms of you know he's in win yeah, now mode. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, where he's at now, we're well, two and a half years in. I think he's at a point where if, if you're not performing, then you're just gonna be out of the team. I don't think he's gonna persist with Kai if if it doesn't get better. So if no, a comes in, you know. I think is coming straight in to, to play the nine. And Mount is very key to two... is important to two calls. So I think Mount stays as well. So I think that's the front three. Um, but yeah. But also, just another thing to add on to... Just another point I forgot to mention. I do like the idea of having two fast players in attack. So Obama and Sterling are, are, are pretty quick. Um, I think that yeah. could be decent in terms of... was um, giving us a bit more in a transition. And um, just... Yeah, just being a bit more threatening. Do you know what, Do you know what I mean? Like, we're so blunt. I don't know... Uh, we are so blunt in attack. Like, I look, I watch our attack every game. I'm just like, this is not threatening. This there is just no source. There's, there's nothing, no stri- there's no nothing stri- threatening. Yeah, there's nothing threatening about it. So, like, yeah, we'll, we'll just see how that goes, innit? Um,
2: what the, do you guys think will happen to Broja, though? You bring in Abamian.
1: I think the Broja one's interesting because I think whilst Kai was the main line, I think Broja was going to get a lot of game time, a lot of minutes. Um, I don't think... I'm not going to write it off completely if a Batman comes in, because I still feel like Tuchel, um will still use Kai to the right-hand side like he has a couple of times this season. So there could still be chances there for Borja to come in and play. Um, so I'm not writing it off yet completely, in my opinion. And the fact that Tukul's already... Tukul brought him on twice, gave him a few... I think his Everton cameo was very good, gave him some trust minutes against Spurs. Um, it clearly shows that at least the manager, you know, at least he's, you know, he, he wants to give him a little bit of an opportunity. So I don't think it's completely done for him, in my opinion.
2: Like I said, if he wasn't injured at the weekend, I think he comes on. Do you know what I mean? I know, to be yeah. honest. You, you know He, no so? he gave Pulisic minutes, he gave ZH minutes, then he hopped on the plane to Amsterdam. I just think that the fact that yeah, Aubameyang but I isn't think... here, I feel like who else are you going to really put up front outside of Broja at that moment? Do you get what I mean? I feel like it's kind of similar with Trev in a sense, it's like he's there and he's an option. And if we can't get anybody else in, it's kind of like, I don't mind using him. But if i got a better option I can bring in, then it could be sticky. That's a fair but point. But the thing
0: is with Brogier as well, I think Tuchel views him as someone he can use off the twin 10s, weirdly enough. Like, I don't think he just purely sees him as a nine. Most probably like a runner in, the, in, in that Sterling position. Mm-hmm.
1: That's interesting because Daniel Daniel's spoken about this in a group chat a couple of times, that um, he said that Broya can play the wide positions too. Um, so yeah, what, what? Yeah, elaborate on that. What makes you kind of like think that? I
0: think because I wouldn't even be surprised if a Bayern gets played there. Like for example, if they play Kai as the false nine, as almost like the Firmino type, and then you have the two two wide players almost making runs in behind as as the direct forwards almost. And Rogers is explosive. He can carry the ball well. He shoots on sight, which I love. Like because Chelsea mm-hmm. just don't have those. Like. Players that will carry a ball and just shoot straight away. Yeah, yeah. And Magno Costa. Costa.
1: And,
0: yeah, and what else is nice with him is he hassles and harries defenders. He'll yeah. chase yeah. balls that That's aren't mm. like he'll he'll do what Harrison done to Mendy. Like he'll chase it even yeah. though it's not on, and it will cause problems. Absolutely, and it just it makes mayhem in defensive defenders' heads because they're like, do I have three seconds or a second now? I and agree. It, and Tukul loves that. Like Tukul is a passion merchant manager. He I loves agree. all that stuff. I, he, I think, in my opinion, I think he prefers the dirty side of the game more than the technical security of a player. This is why yeah. I knew Conor was always mm. going to get an opportunity under Tukul. Mm, so,
2: interesting.
0: Ambrosia fits all those criteria, so I don't think he's going anywhere if it's up to Tukul. Mm interesting.
2: Mm. It'll uh, be interesting to
1: see how it works out though. Do you, do, you, do you guys think another part of it as well is um because I remember when he was talking about Ben Chilwell when he was he was talking about the signing of Cucurella and I remember him saying in his press conference this is what I like watching people press conference because he's very clear in it and he just he basically said we're signing Cucurella it gives us the the um it allows us to say to Chilwell that we don't need you absolutely now and we don't need you to perform like right now coming off the back of your your injury. And it relieved the pressure from Chilwell do you think maybe a part of that that pressure element might be on his mind in terms of he wouldn't want because Breuer is still 18 19 very very young like giving him that so much you know like um that that let's say giving him that first choice number nine for example let's say let's say we didn't sign a and Kai weren't performing and throwing um Breuer in there um for a number of games do you think maybe in his mind he thinks the pressure might be a bit much for a young kid like that and do you think maybe that could be un- an understandable reasoning if it was so I don't know do you know what I mean because I think for him someone like, of Brewer's age I think it's kind of perfect to be like a backup striker in my opinion because he's so yeah right. I think it's perfect in my opinion because he was a
0: um, backup striker at Southampton technically like he pl- he started games here and there but I think he's there was a good chunk of games he came off the bench and he got 6-33, and 33, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, learning at Chelsea, he's going to get Carlin Cup or oh, Cup minutes. He'll, he'll get the occasional Champions League, like, end of group stage start. He'll get the occasional start in the Premier League. It's just... And the way Kai started the season, there is a very... That's what I'm saying.
1: That's what I'm saying. coming
0: in with no pressure. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, I, I'm not, I'm not going to write that off just yet. Um, there's well. sorry, there's also before we move on from Bangman, there's one thing you touched on as well that I wanted to move on that I to talk about. You, you know what you said about Aubameyang playing in the left channel. I think yeah. um one thing I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but I think this season um there's been quite a bit of rotation, particularly between Sterling and Kai, in terms of Tuchel will start with Sterling as the, the central nine, but there's a lot of rotation, like Tuchel um Sterling will go out left, um, especially in that Everton game. He was basically across the whole line, and then in Leeds game, especially. I noticed that Sterling kicked off, like, at the nine, then obviously went out to the left. Kai was sometimes on the right. Mount was sometimes in the middle. So I feel like if um, Abba was to come in, um, the the opportunity for rotation would be even greater because Aubameyang's someone that's played in the left channel before. Um, So I think him and Sterling could potentially rotate. But um, let's move on from that. Um, Anthony Gordon, fellas, what are we saying? I think there's a a listener's question on this. It might be a nice segue into it. Uh, Let me try and find it. Give me a second. Um, yeah, so where are we? Uh, yeah, cool. It's obvious we need a midfielder who who can we realistically get out there with the... Okay, no. Sorry. Yeah, Snipbox. Can someone explain the Anthony Gordon signing? So what, what are you guys' thoughts on Anthony Gordon
2: signing, essentially? Very, very confusing. I have no understanding of Why is it confusing? Because, like, when I look at the squad and I look at what we need, I'm not 100% sure the first name of my in my head would be Anthony Gordon. Do you get what I mean? Like, we need a creative profile. Yes, we do need someone that is aggressive 1v1. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, like, what exactly, what role is he really going to have in the attack? And yes, he may be a good wingback option, but, like, we got Reese James. Like, unless he's going to be a backup for Reese James, I'm just not really... Fully show sure why that's the name we're going for. Do you get what I mean? I think mean, you hit the nail on the head. If he go comes in to play right
0: wing back, and we signed Fofana, he comes in as the old, he comes in as the second choice. Then we're just throwing sixty million pounds on a player that doesn't is going to be a bench player. And reports came out this morning that Chukwu Fascination with this player started after the first game of the season. Apparently, he he loved I it his was, energy. I think it
1: was the game last season, and then oh. this season as well. I think, it was, yeah, I, think he I heard
0: it ago. on like yes, yeah, so, so maybe it was the maybe I'm mistaken, but apparently it was the energy the kid had. Mm. And Tuchel just said he wants to work with him. Mm. I saw his four goals in fifty-two games. Right, we're not purely judging him off his goal, but the goals were all deflections, like.
1: I don't think he's coming in to be a goal scorer, though. That's the thing, and I think, God, sixty mil. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I agree. Mil. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, I think... Callum out on loan. Shocking business, man.
1: Yeah, what? Yeah,
2: Callum's is twice the player he is. Yeah, Callum's better player. Shocking, I don't know how much shocking, better, but Callum's a better
1: player in my opinion. It's clear um, in my Ca- opinion. It's very, yeah, it's very. No, it's very, very clear that Callum's a better player. Um, I would much but the problem that. is, is
0: the explosiveness.
1: Yes, it's, this is literally and, what you call this is. Is, And this is what I was going to get onto. So where I differ from you guys a little bit is that I'm not as confused as to why people go for him. I think it's quite clear, in my opinion. I think the intensity, the aggression, I think the ball carrying and the one v one, I think is something that we don't have. That we don't have a ball carrier. We don't have a one v one specialist. And I f- oh, well, Sterling aside, I forgot Sterling just signed. But Gordon, if you if you watch him, I've been I've been very impressed by Gordon at Everton. And um, I've liked his intens- intensity. I've liked on the ball. I, he's a, he, he's very direct, and mm-hmm. we don't we don't have players. We don't have uh, apart from Sterling. We don't have many players that have Gordon's attributes, in my opinion. And also, he's very very quick, very very quick. Um, so uh, Chems, from, Chems from, but you know he's, doesn't he doesn't yeah, even yeah, stand yeah. out
0: enough.
1: Yeah, let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. So very for nice. me, for me, I think I'm not as confused yeah. as Tukul likes him. and likes his profile of player. But where I do kind of agree with you guys is that I don't know what role he'll have. Um, I don't know if he's going to be an attack or he's going to be in wing. Um, I also don't think 60 mil, spending 60 mil on someone that's not going to start every game is, well, you know, I don't know if that's, I don't know. Just, just, just on him, I don't know if he's worth 60 mil. Um, whether you kind of are big on prices or not, it's different from every fan, but I still feel like it's a lot of money to kind of just spend on someone um who's literally just had a breakout and I, I don't know if he's he's of that that look yeah if it was like 30 mil 40 mil then cool but um yeah 60 is a bit is a bit pricey but um yeah and just in terms of in terms of callum as well um i think callum gives a lot of creative passes um creates a lot of chances for us um but i think callum does lack kind of the the intensity a little bit um and I can kind of see how outside of so outside of like Sterling, how that would kind of be the next person that has that um, on the ball. That is not not off the ball. That
2: on is the- fair. You know what I mean? But he's not that great of a decision-maker We look at... Go- like, Gordon's not... He's not a better decision-maker. He's definitely not a better ball carrier. He's not maybe a better player. He he's probably not better at anything that Callum does full-stop. And the so thing maybe is... Maybe, with and the, maybe, the, mm. maybe he's
1: a bit more direct because I, I, I do... Because I think, if we're being honest, the, one, the directness in terms of going at your, your man has gone out of Callum's game recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah, I, I do stand with you. I don't think he, he does He's much... So,
2: Shems, you I just know think what? Uh, uh, what business, pick, man.
0: No, but you know what makes this deal even worse? We start hearing that Pedro Neto is available for 50 million, and then there was an article that said Adama Traore is available for 10 million. And I asked myself the question Gordon or Adama Traore? Same level, like,
2: yeah, mm, I think,
1: I think Gordon's better.
2: He's I got mean. more you technical think... ability, so that's why, yeah, what, like, I, think, I think Gordon's better. I don't know, man. I, I think
1: it's it. quite comfortable.
0: <laughs> I, I, I put it this way: either one of them, right wing back, is no, it's no big deal or, for
2: me. Or we just don't sign either of them and get a better option, in my opinion. But I guess Tukul wants to make his job harder for himself, so we'll see how we play it plays <laughs> out. Oh uh, man, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, sixty mil, scary,
1: scary, scary, yeah. scary. You can't ignore the. I I can't ignore the price tag. Um,
0: and yeah, no matter how you try. It's because it's a precedent being set for future business it's a pressure as well. Yeah,
1: and it's pressure as well.
0: Yeah, and now, right? Next time we go to buy a player, that's going to be used. Like I know people say, "Oh, it's not our like it's not our money," but I don't think we're going to have many. Well, I can't confirm that, but how many tr- transfer windows are we going to have where we spend two hundred and fifty million or whatever we're going to spend this window? So having Gordon come in at sixty next time around when you go for another winger, that's going to be the starting fee, sadly yeah. enough. I, I just
1: feel like we pay whatever the club want, whatever um, the team were negotiating with want a lot of the time. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's, I digress. Let's, let's, let's wrap up with some listeners' questions. So um, another question from Snip. Um, it's obvious we need a midfielder or two. Who can we realistically get out there with the window closing soon? Any names, guys?
0: I like the idea of Ruben Neves. I do really, okay. Decent shot. Like yeah, I like the passing range. I like the fact that he offers a threat on goal when he's given time and space. The, uh, I think he covers ground decently. I don't think he's the most mobile, but we have the ball majority of the time and he's comfortable enough in possession when there's a press on him. And he's acclimatized for the league and I don't think he'll cost too much.
1: Decent shout, Joe. Any names?
2: No, to be fair, I can therefore agree with um Alexis when it comes to Neves. He's therefore someone that I like. And I like it's a Kakurette? He plays in the French league, French DM. I think he plays um, for Leon. Um, no idea sure. Math
1: Dog's Babs, that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely nice. He's a therefore nice player. He sounds like a about. Babs guy. Yeah, yeah he's definitely nice. Are nice you <laughs> Sounds
1: like one yeah, of them, one of them yeah, yeah. Um, right. Uh, if I was to answer that question, I don't have any names, but it would be someone who is a second to fight to third. Um, yeah, let me phrase that. Someone who plays passes from the second third to the final third because I think we have a lot of first third to second third progression. We need someone from second third to third third. Um, someone if you look at Man City, like Gundogan, Kevin art like. That ilk, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe yeah, I can take like, De Young, Frankie De Young. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I would. You know, the only thing, the only thing with the De Young, um, thing, it's just that the only reason why is just because we have so many midfielders right now, and like mm-hmm. after we signed Kearney, I was just like, well, there's there's no point signing like a De Young now because then we have yeah. like eight midfielders. Do you know what I mean? That's that's my only thing. Um,
2: but yeah, I, I would take De Young. I can't lie, I I, I take him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, yeah, bite I for, I'd bite my hand off for i my hand off for um for Madison to be honest. I definitely think he's is Madison he's a midfielder a though. Yeah, you don't think I he's a think, midfielder?
1: No, no, no. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. I think I think he needs the double six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that could play in a double six.
2: I think I think that's what the question, question is, is, though. Don't you think yeah, I I think Kovacic, you got Jorginho, you got Ruben, you got Gallagher, even though some people may argue, but all these guys that's enough I feel like that's enough people to play in the double six and for what you say about what you need in the second to third phase I kind of been, I kind of think if you put Madison in that like mount role where he kind mm-hmm. of yeah drops deep into midfield I feel like that would be a better option for us or even if we do the is it the three five two and have him as one of the eights I still feel like that is if we're going to get a midfielder is, mm-hmm. That's what we need, in my opinion. That creator from the central positions. No, no, I agree. I agree. I think the question was getting at the profile of midfielder. I, I,
1: I would infer because I agree with you because we have uh, so many midfielders. I, I, in terms of numbers wise, why would we need another one? But I'm just gonna assume that it means the profile because Shem, um, there's is, another
0: midfielder available. Um, I wouldn't have to take him, but Yuri Tielemans would even want to take.
1: Not for me. Off? Not for me. Too similar. Okay, what we've got. Cool too soon okay, well so we all agree one. on that no then. way not for me okay cool uh question this is a question that i think joe might like um from tiz is it too soon to want the manager out
2: personally yeah i'll be i'll what? be objective i'll be, I'll be <laughs> objective Let <laughs> okay. me be objective yeah respect it. it is a bit too soon because on, like who are we going to bring in we don't know and it's a bit too early in the season especially with a takeover mm-hmm. but i do believe the takeover has kind of given Tukul a bit more job security and mm-hmm. i do believe he needs to step it up he needs to make sure the attack is working he mm-hmm. definitely needs to do better with the way he profiles players he definitely needs to do better with the squad and sense of like making sure that if we have injuries we have enough of the right players to play in those positions instead of having to get guys to play out of position. I do believe that he has kind of relaxed a bit and with everyone kind of putting a lot of blame on players and saying these are guys he hasn't signed, I feel like he's kind of used that to his advantage. And for me, I expect a lot from him now because he's getting the money that he wants to get the players that he wants. And if the level doesn't raise and stay there consistently, I think he needs to go. I don't think we should be too quick to give him a new deal. I feel like we should see how this season goes and see how the squad reacts to him. Because at the end of the day, you can see that there is a bit of another side to Tuku where he can be a bit of a prick, in my opinion. And we've seen that with Werner. We've seen that with Callum with the double sub, which was atrocious. But we can move on. from oh that. come on, man! Nah, <laughs> that was, probably, that was 24 let that months ago. Did, let they, it go, they, man. even can't can't let let that funny that is, the funny thing,
1: the funny thing, the kind of thing is that he literally started in the next <laughs> game against Atletico Madrid away from home. Yeah,
2: for <laughs> PR purposes, of course. That oh, like, uh, yeah, can league game for PR. Yeah, how much pressure was on him? Come on, that's be fair. There was definitely a lot of pressure. A lot of people are questioning it, and very quickly he kind of dipped that roll raw. Callum's mm-hmm, oh, yeah, got team. you on a great payroll, yeah. I can imagine, bro. Listen, man, it's me? all free, man. This is this is um, volunteering, to be honest, man. No, all I'm not- saying, though, he definitely needs to do better with the way he treats players, because like that's just not acceptable. And if you're gonna be like that, then be like that for every single player in the squad, then. Cool. That's a, that's a very good answer. Well, a very detailed answer. Um,
1: I agree with mostly what you said, Joe. I agree with most of what he said. I think um, there is a little bit more you can show. Um, but me personally, I'm, 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 I like Tukul a lot. So I think there's more to like about Tukul than there isn't to like about him. So I'm quite biased. So I guess I'm probably not the best person to answer that question. But I think Joe gave a very good answer there. Uh, Alexis?
0: I like Tukul. Um, I think Tukul's shown me enough in his tenure. He's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, I like how when we go into big games, the boys step it there's up. there's always a plan um, yes
1: that's what, that's what I plan. really like there's always a plan and we, yeah.
0: and, I, and we don't do the Jose and Conte approach where we sit back and pray. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah there's a method to our madness in the way we attack them and it's nice to see. Um, I agree and we can we improve in the little games where I think sometimes we walk into those games expecting to win that's that's where the improvements need to come and once Absolutely. we start winning in those games we're gonna be closer to the top two I have faith in him. Like every competition he's been in, apart, like I think we've made it to the final. Um, bar that cha- championship yeah. last year, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We're a good cup team, and the boys step like I can't ask for more. Like, he's not perfect, he mm-hmm. has got faults sometimes. Like, like I said, I don't like how dependent he is on experience, I don't like his sometimes how he. He thinks defense first instead of attacking, and how we can kill the game. And I don't like his ID and players when he's the director of football, as he is at this moment in time. And well, it's
1: not his job at the end of the day. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> he'll be, re- be
0: Yeah, he just step into but it though. Yes. But what are you meant? To well, do you what, what do you want him to, to do?
2: Though? Really, truthfully. Um, to be honest, I don't know. Like, if I was bo- if I was the owner, I would have like if you're planning and you're bringing all these proposals to Roman and whoever was running the bidding process. Like one of the things I would have in my head prepared is that like, I need the director of football to come in and maybe it's a bit too hard to expect that to come in straight yeah, away. I so think maybe I'm being a bit too harsh on him. Yeah. I, I think, think it's, been it's the too
0: right quick. Maybe yeah, I'm being a bit I, too harsh. Like from what we've heard, they've interviewed the Atletico Madrid guy, the Monaco guy, um, Edwards from Liverpool, like former Liverpool exec, and there's a few others. They're just doing their due diligence and I'd rather they do that and find the project that they want to build around before like, you just hurry into a situation where you're stuck because and you've committed now.
1: Another thing I'll say as well, I feel like the squad, the state of the squad was, 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 so, was like, it needed revamping so badly um, yeah. that I don't think we could have afforded to wait I feel like we just have to get on with it. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think he hit the nail on the head. He's not perfect, too cool. Um, he has his faults. But um, yeah, uh, for all the bad stuff, like in terms of people forget that, you know, he's he's literally dumped on all the top managers in Europe. Pep, Simeone, Klopp, um, Conte, Jamin. Um, People forget that in big games, the guy has a plan. And more often than not, you know, see how he went to the Bernabeu and absolutely... We literally dumped on them for 75 minutes for 3-0 no up um, and all other big games as well. Um, I think there's a lot to like about Tukul. Uh, more, more so than not to like, in my opinion, but what yeah. some, of the, some of the things that Joe mentioned is, is valid in terms of, you know, we you you do need to see a little bit more like, in the smaller games. Um, yeah, and just generally, you know, a bit more, some, some other ideas, as Babs will say, but generally I'm happy with Tukul, so I'm, I'm Tukul winning it. Uh, okay, cool. Um... Next question from Pierre. Why does Tuchel persist with playing Mount and not dropping him because he would do the other attackers before him? I think we kind of touched on that, but I don't yeah. know if
0: anyone has. Yeah. I've got nothing to hide.
1: Cool. We touched on that earlier. Cool. Question from Leo Clark. What do you make of the development of football? Sorry. What do you make of the development of the football over the last two years? Brackets. Personally, not impressed. I think other managers get more out of the attackers.
2: Yep. Spot on, I've it's hard to disagree first. with that. I feel like the I, last time I really enjoyed watching like Chelsea play football, like watching us play, was this period we had the period we had on the Sari. Like, I feel like that was Ugh. decent attacking football, in my opinion, not compared me. to what I'm watching Tuchel do. I'm so sorry, but Fair, like, know, I, 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 mm, I, don't I don't know, I don't know, also, I don't know, I don't know. I saw that when Callum had his little run and he was playing with him, but this is the thing like, the team's been dead well sorry wait say that again when are you talking about run on the sari or on the tuku on the tuku when he kind of had like a okay, more yeah, yeah. like yeah. a decent like attack I yes. feel like that's the only but time we kind of saw something that, like, i agree i agree i think the
1: autumn period last season between october november when Werner and lukaku were injured and we had callum and kai playing i think that was the best period true, but the bathroom Callum and
2: health, so maybe that's
1: why slightly. Yeah, yeah, slightly, slightly. But I went to the Juventus game. I went, and that's the best. I don't think I'll go to a better game at the bridge. It would be hard for me to go because that game was amazing. Absolutely amazing. That was one of the best performances that was one of the best game I've before, ever yeah. Literally, I've ever seen in my entire like in watching Chelsea. Um, but in terms of the question, yes. Um sorry, let me look at it again. I agree, it's over. Generally, I've not been impressed with the football as well, and like we said, this is well, this is where we're being objective here. Tuchel's not perfect, so yeah, um, I, I've not been impressed with the football um, for most of the time. Um, I think there are managers lower down the league with lesser budgets who whose teams create more and are more entertaining. Um, that's something that that's on Tuchel a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's it really. But I think generally, Chelsea. You know I think of Angelotti period was good in terms of entertainment. I think Mourinho, first half of Mourinho 14-15, was entertaining where we had Hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh Conte first season I'd say was wasn't boring, was pretty decent. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think we've ever really had a manager like Pep or Klopp who's like full on, you know, attack and you know, be entertaining. I don't know, but, but yeah, to answer the question, I'm, I'm I probably agree with you.
2: To be fair, Um, a consolation um, prize for Tuchel—he was better than Lampard.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's not too difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Not too (laughs) difficult at all. (laughs) Uh, Okay, cool. Um, Next question from Prash: How do you think Tuchel should persist with the same? How long do you think Tuchel will persist with the same attackers? do you agree that Hazard fluid talks lasted for three games and we need Abba starting? That sounds like a shot at Dan. <laughs> that last part. The fluid, the yeah, fluid yeah. One. That's a shot at Dan. <laughs> I respect it still. I respect it. Um, I think we kind of touched on how long he's going to persist with the same attackers. Yeah, until Abamiang. Do you guys fine. agree with that? We touched on yeah, that one? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah it'll, definitely, I mean, it'll be a couple of games at least. Like Abamiang yeah. will come in, he'll get a, a run of games and to be fair, with Aubameyang, I feel like if he doesn't hit the ground running, I yeah. still think he'll keep him in the team. I won't lie. Tuku's very stubborn. Yeah. Like, until he mm. gets to a point where it's like, you know what, now I actually have to change it. Because mm-hmm. with Rom, it wasn't straight away that it took him out. Do you get what I mean? And then he had to make it work mm. and do all these different things. And it's like...
1: But with Rom, I think it's Tufan's. Rom was his guy and also the price tag. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I agree with you. I think even if a doesn't work for the first like period, I feel like he will persist with it because you
2: know it's his guy at the end of the day, he's who he wants. Mm. But then, uh, um, is actually his guy, so imagine what that's guy, gonna yeah. be like. I think Lukaku was his guy as well, though, and he didn't get that Ob- right, yeah. But Oba was his guy, guys, so imagine okay, yeah, if he, fair, if he hit the ga- ground running and then exactly. it's like, Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. try and make this work because I've I've, I've flopped the Lukaku. Can't flop back to back flops. Do you get what I mean? So, scary. It could be scary. could be scary hours, boys. Everyone buckle in. Boy, <laughs> it's gonna it's
0: gonna killing me.
2: On. Oh, I dare So, to answer the question, we're saying
1: he's going to persist until Oba comes in.
2: Yeah.
1: Cool. Yep. Question from Rick How much of an improvement are you expecting to see from last year's campaign? What are some must hit improvement areas? Um I think goals from attack. That's a must-improve area, Um and I also think eighty-plus points. Oh, so we oh, we put points on it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can I agree think, with that.
0: Yeah, I think eighty-plus points. That's that's six, seven points more than last year. That's. I think, to I think we need to be hitting mid
1: I think we need to be hitting mid-eighties. You know, what did we get last season? Was it seventy?
0: 75, I think. or 76.
1: 75. Yeah, I think it's 75. Yeah. I think you're right there. 75. So mm, can we get another 10 points? I think so. I don't see why but not. But the thing
0: is, 85, right? 84-ish. 84. Let's say 84. 84-ish. 84. Like, that could be very close to winning the league, like, like numbers. This and year that's we should be, really. Yeah, because I think... I don't think it, it will be 96 to win the league this year. I, agree. The end of I agree. I think, I think a lot think more, more points are going to be dropped.
2: I think it's going to be mid-80s, back
1: to, back to the olden days.
2: Yeah, we yeah. got 76, Pool got 94 and... Wait, wait, one second. No. We got 74, Liverpool got 92 and City got 93.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that this season in terms of the top two. Um, I think Liverpool are, 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 are weaker. They're still the second-best team in the league, but I think they're weaker than they, than they were last season. We look at their midfield and the loss of Mane. Um, I think if Bernardo Silva leaves Manchester City, I think they would be weaker. So I don't see the top two. I don't see Liverpool and City um, breaking 90 if those um, things happen. So yeah, you're right. Mid-80s would be pretty close to the title. And I think that's where... I think we should be looking to get up another nine points. I still think we're going
0: to come third, by the way. A lot of doom and gloom around us. I think we're going to
1: come third. I think at the moment... I think at the moment, right now, it's hard to kind of. I don't know. It's. A, I don't know. Chelsea, I, know I, 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 I know why you say that, Alexis. But then I look at the rest of the league. I look at like how Liverpool started, and I look at. I think City have been good, um, and I'm kind of just. I'm waiting a little bit on my prediction. I'm, I just want to see something. Yeah, I just want to see. Yeah, I just want. Right? Yeah, just wanna, the window, just yeah the, it's not even just the window. I'm just waiting to see like what's happening with Liverpool. What's happening with Arsenal as well? Because you know Arsenal have good periods every season where they play well, yeah. but they don't always sustain it. So I'm just waiting to see what's happening. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I think I think we should be looking to make up at least another nine points. Think about it. If Reese James stays fit, because he missed what like six weeks last season, a mm-hmm. crucial like six weeks or so. Uh, ben Chiawell missed the whole uh, three quarters of the campaign basically. Um, we've got Cookreder in. So if them two stay fit. Um, we get, let's say, a Bambiang in there, of the attack, we, we should definitely be getting at least another nine points from it last is, season. But obviously, but obviously, that does rely on, oh yeah, you we know we've got the World Cup and stuff, but that does rely on us being as solid as we were last season as well, two at the same time. So it's a bit, yeah, I don't know. But I think the, it might have been nine points more. But yeah,
0: yeah I think the issue with us is It's, can we keep our midfield? Like, if we've got Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho, I'm very happy with us for this season. The issue arises when Kante and Kovacic can't stay fit. And then we have to start throwing in Ruben, throwing in Gallagher. And across a run of games, I don't think they can string those performances to help us consistently win.
2: With, I think Ruben done
1: well midfield last season.
2: But yeah, carry on yeah I think Ruben to be fine. Gallagher I feel like with Gallagher is something that is going to be a development process. We're going to see him as a double six. We're going to see him maybe as one of the eights in the three, five, two. We might see him as one of the tens. you get what I mean? But yeah, I don't think the midfield would be an issue, but it's more just the attack for me. I think the attack is where I'm a bit like like we're trying to Make sure that we do better than last season. I don't know if our attack is that much better than it is last season. We'll have to wait and see. And then you still got Conte and Arteta who are trying to catch up to us. Do you get what I mean? So it's like it's one of the' not impressed me so far, you know. But I hear you. Not at all. It's Conte, but, man. You can never, you can
1: never remove him out. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely and not. And
0: they've got forty guaranteed, guaranteed league goals in Son and Kane. Like you just know they're gonna get forty league goals in. In some spurts, and they're going to win games they shouldn't win, like against Wolves, because they've got Kane and Conte Conte's system.
2: They signed Richardson, think... they got Basuma midfield. Boy, yeah,
0: Basuma doesn't play like at the Well, hasn't played at the, at the moment.
2: Do you get what yeah. I mean? But he came off the bench, I think, in one or two games. So, like, he just comes. So, like, when he gets acclimatized into the team it could be a big boost for Tottenham. Arteta's Arsenal looking very good.
1: I I think I don't know, man. I think we're better than Spurs. No,
2: 100% better. We we can't get complacent. Yeah,
1: definitely. definitely. We can't get complacent. I think Arsenal, I'm waiting and seeing, like I said, sustainability is Arsenal's biggest
0: problem. Um...
1: Yeah.
0: Wait till Partey picks up his classic injury. And then
2: El Nene starts playing. Yeah. Know, man. They, they seem to have a lot more options compared to last season, isn't it? So they, they do, they do, they still to
1: got that, that. very coming, but. Anyway, this ain't Tati this ain't Gunas. Um, yeah, definitely not. But hey, definitely. Yeah, Liverpool, I'm still kind of waiting and seeing. I don't know. I'm holding off on my prediction personally. But I think we should be at least be getting mid-80s, in my opinion. That's another nine, that's another seven to nine points, in my
2: opinion. I think we should be getting. Um, if, you think fourth place and a, a decent run in the Cops would be fourth place right? Fourth good enough. Or? Fourth place ain't good enough this season. Okay. Not
1: at all. No way. There's no I way agree. fourth place can be good enough. I no way. Um, and the only way third place this would be good enough it's as if it's a challenge so anyway um the last question oh no yeah the last question here so we touched on so there's two questions actually one of them we really touched on so um why do chelsea fc hate problem we really touched on that one so the last question before we wrap up is did we touch on... on it though we did we spoke on it i think we spoke quite extensively on it
2: Actually, yeah, we did, yeah, we did, yeah, we yeah,
1: did. Yeah, I think we did. Um, so <laughs> the last question is, thoughts on the Champions League draw? So we've drawn AC Milan, um, Salzburg and Dina Zagreb. Sargrep. Um, thoughts on that, fellas?
0: I like the group. It's going to be exciting. I don't think I've seen, I don't remember Chelsea versus AC Milan.
1: Yeah, I don't think we've ever played them. I was trying to think of the same thing. We've played, we played Inter in Carlo Angelotti's year. But yeah, we've never played AC Milan, to my memory. Yeah, so well, I'm really like excited Minnesota, to see it. Yeah. They're a
0: heritage club. They're yep. like they're one of yeah. they're one of those clubs. And the Salzburg have had a lot of high-scoring games against Liverpool. So yeah, but also, wasn't
1: that when Haaland was there and uh, Minamino in there, man? Was it Minamino?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think else? so. And then yeah. they had one last year as well, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I think they did. I think um, so. So
0: it's just going to be exciting games. And the good thing is, is there's not any like proper Eastern Eastern European like there's no. Flights to Ukraine or flights to Russia. Well, Zagreb um, the is a creation team. Yeah, but that's not as long a flight, is it? Oh, okay. Oh,
1: from that perspective. Fair enough. Yeah, from, like, from
0: the perspective where you have to go and then you end up playing at five yeah, o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It just disrupts yeah. the whole flow. So, it's nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I, think, um, I think the AC think game is going to be very intriguing. Um, I'll definitely be on Liao watch because Babs won't stop talking about him. Uh, <laughs> too. Forget that. well, we know what Tomory is about, we know he's a class player, but um, yeah, definitely be best
2: just see how he plays after, yeah, that, like, for that's sure. That's happened with Chelsea, do you get what I mean? For sure, it for would sure. be a bit bittersweet if he has a blastic against us, yeah, like. very, very bittersweet. I might, I might be carrying him on, I, the I, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: can't add to you, I'm black excellence, you get me. Um, um <laughs> what else was I gonna say? Um, yeah. I'll be on Liao watch because um, we've even been linked to Liao. We need to speak about, but
0: um, yeah. If Gazeta della sports said today, A real and strong talks, but it's 120 million. Like, that's crazy. I, I don't see it.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, from what I heard, the, um, ACR kind of they're not standing in his way. Um, even though they've lost so, Kessie as well to Barcelona, which is like that would be two of their best players, but. Yeah, apparently they're not really standing his way. But yeah,
0: I I was and kinda hoping a tough deal but... to make as well because uh he owes sporting Lisbon fifteen yeah, years was it one
1: fifty yeah, fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... So
0: like I'm guessing there's a repayment fee there, and then there's a sell on fee for Monaco to get it's just complex. I don't mm. know if that. I can't
2: that. see it happening yeah. this window. Neither can I to be
1: honest. I wouldn't it's mind it, there, I though. can't lie to you.
2: But no hundred percent. He's better wow. than Gordon, and to be fair, I've seen on Sky Sports now that it looks like even with us bidding 60M's, I don't think everything are going to let him go, so we thank God so, with that. Yeah, sorry, that's another thing we've, we actually forgot to speak about. I actually, I don't think everything will sell him I can't lie to you. Hope, yeah. I hope Lampard really I hope Lampard does what he did with Mount and just holds on to him to be honest. But I'll
1: they're a bit that. silly not to though 60 million for Gordon. You can but then it might they might be looking at it from a sense whereby it's a bit late for them to replace him. So I don't know, it's understandable.
2: Plus, if like if Chelsea are going in for him like that, it may have other teams watching him and they may be able to get more out of him. Like do you get what I mean, I don't think his contract is gonna run out anytime soon. So if we <laughs> don't sign him now and he plays well, the price goes up. And that's yeah. more money. For and it, And they're not in a Wesley Fofana situation where Fofana's refusing to play. Apparently
0: mm-hmm. Gordon, like Frank, came out openly and said Gordon's attitude hasn't dropped. If anything, he's been training harder. He's a good, you know, Frank's speech. Oh, he's a good lad. Good mm-hmm. attitude good home. around the training ground. Yeah, good home. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, he runs so hard. Frank's
0: proper back then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the I don't club. see an issue. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, it's been a thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable pod. Um big thanks to you guys, Joe, Alexis, it's been a pleasure. Um yeah, thank you, man. Yep, thank do you for let hosting, us... man. Yeah, no worries, man. Just do my job. Did your thing, you man. I see, I see. <laughs> Just do my job, just do my job. Um yeah, do let us know what you think. Um, feel free to interact with us, any thoughts on the pod, um, at us on at or touch like record, whichever one you prefer. Uh, interact in the Discord. I'm not in the Discords. I'm never present there. So you won't get my thoughts. But I'm sure the other guys, Bab Sam, they'll they'll, you know, happily interact with you. But yeah, um until next time, peace. Peace.
2: That's hard. Trying to find a way through. Oh, that is magnificent, magical from Eden Hazard. Just brilliant from Hazard. Oh, that is absolutely phenomenal. That's more like Cante. They
1: do threads on Twitter and oh. ranting, doing the most. true say that money is power, so when you get money, you're quite a ghost. Ghost. I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have gop, so
2: I hit the post. But next time, it's a golden goal. And it- Sports Social Podcast Network.